0: Welcome to the MVP. Hey, thank you, Podcast, baby. Yes, sir. It's another episode. Man, you see the regular, everyday people that we got that come on this podcast, man. But we got somebody special with us today, man. Uh, I'm going to let Cody do the honors. You know what I'm talking about? Go introduce our special guest today, bro. Oh,
1: man. We got a uh, brother uh, straight out of the shy town. You know what I'm saying? A um, nice. A good brother that uh, came straight up out the streets. You know what I'm saying? We also got a brother that, you know, came straight and got into legislation and tried to change some shit. You know what I mean? We got a brother that's trying to make a difference for our other younger brothers. You know what I mean? We got a brother that's actually mentoring our younger brothers to not go down the same route that other people go down and possibly not go down the route that it seemed like he might would have been going down. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we got a brother out here, Attorney low. D Lo D'Angelo, what's
2: up, man? Low long. What's going on, bro? Hey, what's going on, bro? You make me feel real
1: good, man. I appreciate everybody to get it. It. NAACP award
3: up at the thing. Cody was doing that thing. But don't hey, you got bro. one? Don't, don't you got one?
2: Uh nah, I don't have I, I don't have an NAACP. Okay. I got, I got
0: one. I I'm gonna thing. say I apologize off top. They rushing you, man. You didn't did all this shit, man. You you deserve your time, brother. You know what I'm saying? You get yeah. on when you get yeah. on.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, I yeah. Cody told me about you, man. He told me a little bit about your story, man. And I, I found it very interesting. Um I, I was like, this is something our people need to hear about, man. We need to hear about black people, black men like yourself going out there. Started out a certain way, but you where you at now? And I see your cases on Instagram. I see you posting your stuff, man, You're getting people off. I mean, the, the judges seem like they scared of you out there in Houston, man. They just dismissing everything you got your hands on. Man, hold up. Before, I, before you start talking, like, I got to tell this because this is just on my heart, man. Um, I seen this case he, on his Instagram. He said the brother pulled up some drink and didn't touch it. And he got the case dismissed. I'm like, what judge went for that shit? This nigga is amazing. He got to come on the podcast. So, man, please tell the people, man, your beginnings, how you started. You know what I'm saying? What the, what the, the journey was like before you got into where you're at now, man. I, I, my people need to know about this, man.
2: <laughs> man, uh, I'll tell you what, man. Y'all make me feel good, brother. <laughs> I appreciate it. It always uh, feels good to. You know, have your peers show love and show some, uh, you know, respect. It, it, it feels good, man. But my story is, I mean, it could be a long story, it could be a short story. I went through a lot, bro. Like well, we got time. Uh, yeah, man. But I mean, it's just humble beginnings. You know, born to a, uh, you know, single parent. Mom had me at 15 years old. Uh. Never met met my dad, you know, type situation from uh, Harvey, Illinois, right outside of Chicago. Really impoverished uh, suburb is uh, what pe- some people call it, but uh, yeah, man. So overall, just you know, had a struggle from the beginning. So, uh, father, my stepfather, the only father I knew, uh, was part of the Black Disciple Nation, which is BDs, Ollie's, you know, little Dirk them and. G. Herbal and Chief Keef, all of them kind of put BDs on. But back in the day, BDs is just kind of BDs. It was really about GDs, Vice Lords, and Blackstones. Uh, so as you see, I come from gang beginnings, you know. So, uh, yeah, man. I mean, so as far as just upbringing, I would say it was very tumultuous. You know, I, I went through a lot. My stepfather, only father I knew, uh he, he was real heavy B D. so they used to have, like, meetings and stuff outside the house. The uh, black disciples would pull up. Uh, one of my earliest memories, actually, was when I was probably about, I had to probably be in first grade, maybe kindergarten. Uh, when a bunch of guys, like, kicked in the door, uh, had me, my mom, my brothers in the living room with guns out on our heads, you know, whatever. Just, we all sit in the living room. They beat up my dad's step, my stepdad's uh, good friend, uh, drug him outside, I don't know what he did, but of course, I mean, it's just kind of gang violence type thing. Uh, But, you know, that was one of my earliest memories, man, it's just like, it's straight violence, bro, it's kind of just what I, what I come from, and Shit, I, mean, so
0: I, I just want to give a, a warning to everybody on the panel. Watch your hands, man. You can't throw up no gang signs. This brother <laughs> out here, you serious. I don't want to be in no beef. You know what I'm talking about? I, I don't want I, no problems I, with you, man. I, I, hey.
1: Imagine being in the courtroom and you see
0: the lawyer that you up against
1: throw up something.
0: Throw a block He throw up yeah. O-block in there. You know what oh. I'm saying? You be like, God damn. This, this is shit I don't like. Yeah, oh. like but I, <laughs> I don't like <laughs> <laughs> hey. but nah man keep on going man I ain't mean to cut you off nah,
2: it's easier to turn it off when you're in work mode especially. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I like do therapy and stuff now man and my therapist actually uh, told me that we think from a different part of our brain when we are at work as opposed to when we're when we not working because I, I had like you know I can control myself a lot more at work Mm-hmm. Uh, or when you know I'm experiencing anger as part of my position, as opposed mm-hmm. to when I'm experiencing anger outside of my position mm-hmm. uh, as an you know lawyer or whatnot, and she kind of started to break that down for me.
1: Man, we 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 really want to get to that, but we still want to continue on your upbringing. We definitely want to jump back into that because therapy was definitely a topic as well. All so right. pick up from um whenever you said, well, how you how you were growing up.
0: I oh, only, yeah. So, I, I mean, just want to hear about people getting beat up, man. Yeah, you know, man, my bad, man. I apologize for it. <laughs> no, okay. you, you, you just told the man about your whole family getting beat up, dragged out the house, I and you ain't happy with I, that. Like, yeah, I, know. I, want,
1: the, I want the timeline. And then okay, we can no go.
0: problem. My bad. My bad. Go, go ahead. Right.
1: Do do <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, yeah, so that's when I was young, man. So, that's like I said, some of my earlier memories. Uh, but it was pretty much like when I was young, man, I actually wanted to kind of be a nerd. I wanted to read i was really big into books and all that type of stuff but uh my stepfather like i said he was he was real respected his name was big t uh i mean when he died he got killed when i was 13 and they literally spray painted this man names on buildings for about five to ten years i swear to god like it was recipes big t like i mean people really respected him but with that you know he he made sure i wasn't soft so certain things was happening. So like I remember, uh, my brother he got into a fight with this boy in the neighborhood who busted his head with a brick, actually. So my stepfather was like, you know, I was like, a, like I said, I was a reader. I probably was about shit. I was probably in second grade maybe. And my stepfather basically put it to me like, you gonna go fight him or you fight me? Which one you wanna do? And he was like, you know, shit. I, I know he was a beast. So it was like. <laughs> You know, I'd rather go fight this little boy down here. So I had to go fight, you know, and that was kind of like my first fight. He uh, was like, you lose, you don't deal with me. So it kind of got a little, you know, messy. I, I mean, for a second, it was kind of getting on top of me. I, I, I can't remember exactly how I went, but I do remember kind of blacking out and slamming his head on the ground, you know, and, you know, people kind of grabbing me off of him, off that. But it was kind of like I was forced. To be tough i didn't really want to be mm-hmm. but i had to be because if i didn't uh i would be the victim so it's kind of like i had to do certain things so you know my stepfather like i said he was a g i mean he used to steal cars we used to go to like to, to the grocery store and stolen cars we went to church and stolen cars i'm talking literally steering column crack screwdriver in it mm-hmm. like to start it up and we went to church and at that day. Church to
3: praise God. Okay. Hey. <laughs> the praise.
2: Hey, hallelujah. <laughs> hey, my
1: <Yeah>.
2: man. <laughs> hey. I mean, that's, that's that's what it was like, bro. So uh, with that, my mom actually, she used to get abused a lot by my stepfather. Uh, so I saw him, you know, hit her and abuse her. And, uh, you know, one time, once again, a lot of shit happened when I was in, it was all in Harvey when I was young, man. Uh a lot. I mean, it's, it happened completely, yeah, continuously. But when I was, I, I think I was probably like first, the second grade, once again, I remember this because it was all going to the same elementary in the same apartment, the same one that the guys came in and drug my uh, dad's friend out and was beating them up and had us all in the room. Uh, I remember coming home one day from school and I was like following a trail of blood. Like when you start getting close to the house, it was like droplets of blood. I don't know what the fuck. You know i wasn't really thinking of nothing you know as kids you just kind of look at stuff and you just kind of follow stuff so i'm kind of like following it and then i realized it's like leading into my apartment so i get an apartment and my mom is in there uh with some family members and she's like i had to stab your dad and i'm like what she was like yeah i stabbed him and uh he had like hit her with an iron or something and burnt her with an iron it was your stepdad or your dad dad that you didn't? I, I, never met my, I never met my dad. So, my Is that who she stabbed, or she stabbed Big T? My stepdad. Yeah, stepdad. Okay, okay. okay. The one who was like the game banging and all that. All stuff. right. I, I
3: thought, thought dad. your dad, like your dad dad, tried to come around and she said, nah, nigga, stabby-stabby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. All right. I'm with you.
2: I was <laughs> so, my stepdad all was right. actually, so my mom had four kids. I got a brother who was under me, my brother's dad ended up murdering somebody uh, before my brother was born. So he went to jail for 32 years. He ended up giving out when my brother was 16. He was a gangster disciple. Uh, So yeah, that happened. So my brother's dad, he wasn't around, but then my third to youngest sibling, which is my sister, her dad was the one who took care of all of us. So I will give him the props that he knew we weren't his children, but he literally told everybody that we were his kids. And even though he made me fight, it was like the flip side was like he wouldn't let me come home with less than a beat. So it was like if I came home with anything less than a beat, i get a whoop. You know what I mean? And it was just like – so it, it, it's kind of it's crazy. I guess it's irony in it. But it was like, you know, you can't be a straight nerd, but you still need to know- –
1: both dynamics, like he pushed you to okay, you still gonna stand the ground, but you still gonna get these grades too, no matter what. yes yeah. basically what
0: I'm hearing.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I think it was like the neighborhood. I think he knew that the neighborhood was a neighborhood, whereas you're gonna be either the victim or you, you how to mean, defend yourself. Yeah, it was gonna be either or. So he was like, you know, instead of letting you be prey, you know, I want you to be the predator type thing. Uh, at least you could be able to be prepared. Uh, predators, you know so uh that was big but you know besides that man we so we moved around a lot my mom you know sometimes she had gone on a little uh periods so of what she trying to get away from him so she had, like you know we lived in Atlanta for a second uh, multiple times we lived in Miss- Mississippi multiple times he had always found it uh but she used to stay on the move man but uh so I ended up doing like I ended up going to like 13 different schools before ninth grade uh sure. I counted it up one time and it was like I, I, I we just never stayed places man and also we used to get evicted a lot uh so my mom wasn't with him uh you know he's still dope and all that stuff so he used to make sure we was good but when she wasn't with him she really couldn't afford much so we'd be like moving house to house family member to family member uh, that's how we ended up in Mississippi on two occasions and Atlanta on two different occasions uh was just that uh, moving around, trying to find a place to live outside of, you know, either being evicted or her running from dude. My stepfather, I not call him dude. He uh, he actually was there for me a lot. So, uh, you know, probably around 13 is where, like, most of the stuff started changing for me because my stepfather, we ended up coming back in the town, and my stepfather, well, I mean, I kind of rewinded a little bit. Like, at the age of 11, my mom, like, kicked me out for the first time, like, I'm not, you know, because I wouldn't, like, clean out the refrigerator, and I was talking smart. So she kicked me out the house I, like I had literally no place to go so I was just kind of like riding to school but uh the city bus around uh and I like literally rode it all day and I realized like damn bro like you know it's, it's kind of you could be out here on your own like this is a cold world you know what I mean like my mom she was young so it's kind of like she was my sister you know more than a mom you know it was it was just that dynamic was always crazy so you know I kind of started to <laughs> A little more independent around 11 years old or so because after that first time I was kicked out like I literally had no place to go so I kind of started to you know at that point started to feel like uh in addition to that my mom used to like lock me outside she used to take books away from me because I'd be in the house reading and shit so she would like take books away from me and put me put me outside and lock the door and not let me come back in uh and make me stay outside and we in you know the hood impoverished environment so you know, only thing I had to do. First, I used to sit on the porch, but eventually I got off the porch. You know what I mean? Was, at, at first, I was just sitting uh, there. But my little brother. See, my little brother, he's still in these streets, right? now. Nah. Uh, he was always a little more uh, adventurous. And, you know, so he'd be out in the streets. He'd be like, shit, are we outside? I want to be outside. So he'd go hang out and do shit. And then he liked to pick fights with people, and then it would always come back to me. You know what I mean? My older brother. So eventually, I got off the porch that way. It was like either people, you know, people was like, "Hey man, come on, your brother, your brother, your brother," uh, or whatever, might, what not? And he actually knew some cool people, so who had video games and shit. We didn't have video games, so you know, I
1: go play like a Atari. <laughs> Do you remember uh, one specific fight that your younger brother got you into? that you had to get into that you probably got your ass
0: whooped. Or even that you won. Why he got to have his ass whooped, man? can you oh, tell a victory story, man? God, I, I, mean, I
1: said the, I said the post, like, or you won. <laughs> actually,
2: I do. Atlanta. It was in Atlanta with this dude named Bruce. Uh, me and Bruce actually got cool. But Bruce took boxing classes and I didn't know it. <laughs> like, he was the young kid who actually took boxing classes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And my brother was just he was fucking with Bruce. I think he like spit on Bruce and spitting You know that's the ultimate disrespect type shit. Else, right? And Bruce beat his ass. So I had to go try to uh, excuse me, but I had to go try to protect him. And Bruce beat my ass. Y'all some
3: weak motherfuckers over there. You know Bruce like awesome. your whole know, family ass so
1: uh
3: that's, 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 real, that's real real debo out there Nigga let oh, bruce real. okay bruce is handling us bruce handles
1: us, but you know, the probably still like bruce probably still out there today whooping niggas he <laughs> probably is. He probably is. so uh, but
2: bruce was a cool dude man so it was like you know when you stand up to people you know a lot of people weren't fighting bruce though because bruce used to box so mm-hmm. it was a little different so you know, Bruce got stood up to, so Bruce actually started fucking with us again. You know, it was like, started talking to us, and we started getting- <laughs> Bruce actually became my homie and my man. Bruce is real cool. Uh, we we got real, real cool. So that was one incident in which my brother uh, got me fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, didn't long
1: long time. I knew, it, I knew <laughs> it was a story. I knew it was, and I had to get at least, at least one of my five <laughs> to I had to. I forgot about Bruce until you mentioned. I'm sorry, bro. You know, you would have I mean,
0: man. Already said he going to therapy, man. You trying to
1: get. I ten years old. <laughs> my bad, my bad. But let's go ahead and move move on to, I guess, your uh, mid teenage years. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> where your that was and what you were doing then. Yeah, so 13, like I said, is kind of when like most of my memories, as far
2: as me really saying that, me considering myself involved in the streets, you know, or kind of fucking around. Other stuff was just like youngster stuff, you feel me? So there's just kind of stuff going on around me. But uh, 13, is uh, a lot of things happened. It was 1999 that year. Uh, I had just moved back to Mississippi my stepfather actually was calling me and hitting me up like, hey, he was going to come take me shopping and all this stuff. You know, Around that age is when you start to care about clothes. It was seven, I was in 7th grade, 8th uh, grade, so 12, 13. And he uh, never came. And I was like, damn. You know, He always like a Lisa pull up, right? Mm-hmm. And then one day my mom called me in her room and she was like, I want to tell you something about Thomas. His name is Thomas. Uh, I'm like, what? He ain't my daddy. I know that. And I always had a smart mouth. I thought I was real smart. And I always kind of, I'm like, man, I know he ain't my daddy. You don't need to know that, blah, blah, blah. blah you know, she's like, nah, nah, it ain't that. I'm like, what happened? She's like, he got killed. And I was like, damn, you know, like for real. And she was like, yeah, you know, he got uh, yeah, he got shot in Harvey or whatever. We was living in a different suburb in Richmond Park. It was a better suburb. And I'm like, damn. So it was like he never came. And it really ain't, I mean, I honestly had become, it's, it's crazy. Even at 13, I was kind of desensitized to death. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people died. You know, hearing about people getting shot and hearing gunshots, like that shit was like part of the environment. Like literally every day you heard gunshots. Like that shit was nothing new. So it was like, right, somebody died, you know, it's nothing new. But it was like somebody close. But then right after that, my damn was. Great grandfather died, who was like I was the closest with him, so it was like it was kind of you know different just because my family was crying. But then my uncle, who was like the uh, who was like my second father, right? Uh, he used to make sure I go to uh, he used to take me to wrestling pres- practice with my cousins. Uh, he would make sure that we play sports and make sure we stay in line. He died, so all in the span of like four or five months in 1999, all three of them died. So I lost the only two father figures I truly had. And at that point, like one of my uh, cousins, he used to be in the city is what we call a city, Chicago, like actually in Chicago. And he came out and he was like, you know, he introduced me to weed, man, and like started smoking and shit. He was like, smoke this, you feel better. Uh, one of my cousins has just got out of jail and he had weed. So we stole his weed after that. And we went to Chicago and decided to sell his weed to try to get some Jordans. So that's back when the Bling Bling Jordans that just came out. So uh, white Jordans with the gold, I called them Bling Bling Jordans. I remember those Jordans because we was hustling to get those Jordans. Uh, So, and at that point, man, I just started hustling, smoking weed from the age of 13. After I sold his, after we sold his weed, we went to Roseland, what is the name of, uh, it's an area in Chicago where you can kind of get gear and shit and you can kind of talk them down. But we didn't have enough for all of us to get Jordans. So we decided to go get some more weed and flip it with what the money we got. So at that point, I just started I started hustling, man. So after that, uh, you know, weed was like my thing. I started selling crack at the age of 15. Uh for the first time, I was selling weed to this dude who sold crack. And instead of paying me money, he was like, little nigga, take this. And I'm like, man, I don't sell, I don't sell dope, bro. Mm-hmm. It was like, nigga, take this. It was like, you, you know somebody who at least, you know, get it. And lo and behold, my connect that used to sell me weed, by the time I was like 15, I was getting like half a pound, pounds. pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I get like a, the most I get, I usually get a half a pound. I remember one time when I was like 15, my first half a pound, I got it and it was sold in like 30 minutes. I swear to God, we broke it down and that shit was sold like in quarters, but I was selling quarters. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did sell a few quarters. But it was mainly apes quarters and you know bags, but the shit went like mm-hmm. that. So it was like, damn. So I, my connect was like messing with me. It was a uh, Hispanic dude actually. It was crazy. He was actually Hispanic. Uh, so I can't remember that nigga name though. I cannot remember. Pablo. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Eduardo. <laughs> like One it, of them niggas. Uh, <laughs> it was something simple, bro. I can't even <laughs> remember. That nigga name. But yeah. So anyway. <laughs> So anyway, oh no, you D'Angelo.
0: Never
2: mind. I ain't gonna say that now. <laughs> hey. So I ended up showing him the dope, right? And I was like, bro, you know, I got this shit. And he was like, oh, I'll take that. And I'm like, what? You know what I mean? Like, damn, yeah. like, how oh, you fuck with that? And he gave me some weed in exchange for it. So I got like, oh, all this shit moving. Like, this crack shit. Like,
1: How much weed he get you for it, though?
2: I can't remember, bro. I'd be lying if I told you. He was- shorted he shorted
1: you on it, and gave he, probably you. he probably played. Probably. Yeah. He probably yeah. did. Uh, hey, I'm we'll, we'll take
2: this right here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but I only had like, cause dude only gave me. He gave me like an eighth. It was like three and a half grams of crack. Mm. So I'm a lot of crack. But then from from there, one of my homeboys, he used to. Um, he was always a little bit more advanced. I mean, I still kick it. Uh, well, I still talk to him and kick it with him from time to time, but not as much as I used to, because he's still, he's still in that life.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And, uh, but bro was like, shit, can you get some mo? And we went and got some mo, and then we started kind of selling crack, but I kind of fell back from it a little bit, because we used to move for me. And yeah. I, you know, I used to make a lot of money off weed. Uh, 15 years old, you know, we had two way pagers. I broke one. I remember and went and bought another one right away. So it was like, uh, I had a page, a regular pager at one point, you know, uh, I used to help, I, I helped my mom. I really kept doing this shit because at one point I remember my mom was about to get evicted. Landlord name was Roger, I remember it, white guy. Uh, we were in Rockford, Illinois. Uh, I paid him like, I think it was a little bit over 400 bucks. Uh, my mom was crying and shit, couldn't pay her rent. We was about to get evicted. So I double, I seen her, you know, I'm like man, what's wrong, you know? I knew Roger came. I knew what the word, I knew what it was. Because Roger was there knocking on the door. She was telling us not to answer the door. Uh, he ended up, you know, opening the door. His damn self came in because he had the uh, key. so and you know, talked to her, and she ended up crying and shit. And it was, you know, a tendency of my mom. She was young, she used to cry a lot, and it, it hurt seeing your mom cry. Uh, you know, at the age of 14, 15, you know, 16, those younger ages just seeing her cry and knowing you can't do nothing about it. But, you know, at that point, I was starting to, you know, I was having half a pound. Sometimes I'd get a pound. It uh, just depends on how good shit, how things were going. Uh, and I doubled out. I just went outside. I was like, bro, how much you owe you? And he told me, I'm like, oh, that ain't shit. You know, I pulled that out. Wow, here you go. Well, you know, I ain't gonna say one shit, but it was like, I got that. So here you go. And it was my first time helping my mom uh, pay her rent. And I saw that this shit could you know, help me. And at that point, I couldn't really work. So, yeah, man, so I just kept hustling. And my boy Jason is his name. Uh, my boy Jason. Yeah, you're, not, you're not incriminating all these people. <laughs> you're, yeah, not, yeah.
1: you're not, <laughs> not
2: incriminating. I ain't taking last names, baby. No last names.
0: He <laughs> a lawyer. I, I trust him. Yeah, you know, I know, what he you doing. know what he doing. Sure he know what he doing. He know what he doing. Okay. Bro, I told you he got off. He got a nigga off for uh, uh, open container and he said he poured something so the nigga got this shit open, but he ain't touch it. That's what he said. He ain't touch <laughs> hey, it. And hey, this bro, thing got him bro, off. This bro, nigga bro, good. All right, you can say oh, all name you bro, want this. to. He good. Know, <laughs> he good. You know he good. Bro, he done done more than
1: he ain't posted. He, <laughs> bro, he,
0: done done
1: he ain't posted. <laughs> <laughs> he done got people off for of stuff that he ain't posted. All right? <laughs>
2: Yeah, funny, man. So, <laughs> my boy, my boy uh, Jason and shit, we started hustling together. He used to sell, uh, he ended up moving on to heroin when we were about 16 or so, 17. But I never sold heroin. That was the only thing I never sold. It was just because of the fact that we were seeing people in the neighborhood getting jammed up with what we call football numbers. Like 50, 60, like, you know, these numbers that they were getting, it wasn't the numbers you're getting on weed. You know what I mean? Numbers you getting off crack, even though yeah. crack back right then was the thirty to one thing. So if you get caught with crack, well, I think it was three hundred to one at that point. Actually, Obama reduced it down to thirty to one. Meaning, if you got caught with one gram of cocaine, of cocaine?
1: cocaine, yeah, 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 yeah you'll get a
2: way lighter sentence than caught with one gram of crack. So, and you know that was part of that nineteen ninety five crime bill that caused us a lot of issues and the strife in the black community. Uh, because of the fact that, you know, you need cocaine to make crack. So mm-hmm. the fact that you are putting a harsher penalty on crack, than on cocaine, show the people you were truly targeting. You know what I mean? Because crack was more relevant in a black community and more prevalent in the black community than mm-hmm. cocaine, right? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Franklin. Right. Mm-hmm
3: remember, Franklin? Y'all don't watch
1: Snowflake? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I remember,
3: <laughs> the selling weed, too. His uncle <laughs> selling weed. Then he got cocaine. Then the nigga started
2: making crack rock. What's wrong with y'all, man? And, oh, he, was on, so far, he was like one of the first making crack, right? <laughs> yeah. and he had the recipe. So <laughs> I was like, damn, this nigga had the recipe.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So I never really messed with heroin. when my boy did. But then after that, man, we just got into fights and shit. Like, we used to kick it. So, I mean, I've been in multiple fights and things like that. Got arrested for the first time at, at the age of 16 for mob action, actually. So, it was a fight with like 30 people. Uh, what happened is it was like me and some of my boys, I used to, you know, of course, you had to pick a game. So, of course, first game I rap was BD, Black Disciple, because that was what I knew, right? But all of my family was really Blackstone. Like, all of them was Blackstone. So, I was screaming is BD shit. And Blackstones is under the five point star. Uh, GDs, BDs, they under the six-point star. Vice Lords is under the five-point star as well. Uh, I mean, a little history. Jeff Fort, who started Blackstones. Willie Lloyd started Vice Lords. King David started uh, BDs. And, of course, the infamous, none other than uh, fucking, uh, damn, I, I just let it slip my mind that damn quick for the GDs. Uh, That's because I really want messing with GDs. It was uh Are you shooting slugs?
1: You're no, really...
2: <laughs> it's a, I say <laughs> slugs
1: messing with GDs.
2: <laughs> no, no, uh uh Jay Prince, James Prince actually messed with him hard too. I cannot oh, oh Hoover. Larry, Larry Hoover, Larry Hoover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm slipping. Larry Hoover started GDs, right? Uh and also had a little, you know, running him and you know, he helped Tookie Tookie with the Crips So uh, Larry Hoover was real big, but yeah, so uh, all my people was Blackstone, so they used to fuck with me about that BD shit. So, you know, when I was be with, with all them and I'm screaming BD, so I did what they call Flipped. So I flipped from mm-hmm. BD to Vice Lord, though. So I didn't go Blackstone, I went Vice Lord. Uh, a lot of my homeboys is Vice Lords and whatnot, too. So, uh, yeah, so I ended up rapping Vice Lord. Instead, and from there, like um, my homeboys and I, it was like six of us. It was like different gangs. They'd be fighting and shit and trying to either make us get down with them or flip. They used to be like, we're going to make y'all niggas flip. And we like, nah, nigga, y'all ain't nobody flip. So it used to be a lot of fighting. Uh, I had niggas like people uh, you know, shit, I didn't have guns pulled out and put in my face. After, I mean in fights. I remember one time a guy, I didn't even realize he had a gun. I used to be real hot-headed. Uh, but it was dark. We was fighting. Guy had a pulled out a gun, he just had his hand I, I wasn't paying attention. And I'm like, nigga, fuck you, I'm, you know, blah, 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 I'm trying to fight the nigga. still. Like, uh, and my guy grabbed me, like, we got a gun, you got a gun. And I slowed down and I'm looking, I'm like, this nigga fucking pointing a gun at me, bro. So it was like, you know what? I'm like, all right, nigga, fuck you, I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna get you. You know, we ran off and I remember the anger I had then. It was like, I was literally saying like, give me a gun, man, I'm gonna shoot this nigga. You know, like, that's where I was at that point. It's like, I really wanted to harm that boy and it was crazy. So that was just kind of shit I grew up in. But then I ended up catching uh, my first actual, so the mob action was the first time I was arrested. I got arrested for mob action a couple more times, but we was, I was 16, uh, 15, no, I was 16 at that time. So I was still juvie, juvenile. Uh, so I was, I was getting like released and stuff. But then my, when I turned 17, I caught my first charge that followed me even into this day. It was aggravated assault uh, with a deadly weapon. And that was involving uh, my mom, so it was like you know I used to I told you I used to sell dope or whatever. My bad, I'm some guys. So I used to help her, pay her car note. I used to help her pay rent, shit like that. So you know me helping her pay the car note made me feel entitled to use the car when I felt like I needed to use the car. So <laughs> shit, she like don't don't take my car. I'm like man, I paid the car note in this motherfucker. I'm finna go do my thing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so,
2: uh, what you mean? All this shit? All right, dude, give me the keys
1: right damn now! <laughs> what
2: do you mean? So I grabbed the keys and I shit, I got out of there. So with that, you know, one time that happened, uh, I took the keys. I used to also do uh, after this, I would start to do crack rentals, hype rentals, is what it's called. I will tell you about that. That's when you give a crackhead some money for their car. Uh, you basically drive it all week, however long you want to. You don't give money, crack.
3: About that, from from what yeah, I man, heard, man, you ain't even need to do that.
2: You should just took the, uh, the, the 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 screwdriver. You know what I'm
1: talking about? <laughs> yeah, I used to pull
2: up the what? Uh, pull up the church like that with your ties and offerings. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? Yeah. Hey, I was never like a car thief and shit. Like, I, I, right, I, right. I never got into like we used to steal like uh sneakers and sell shit at like school back when I was in like elementary. We would go and sell a bunch of candy and stuff, but that was about it. But yeah so uh you know with that bro like after i got that charge aggravated so deadly well my mom actually after i came back home she like grabbed a knife and was like slicing up all my jordans you know jordan's is like you know jordan steals everything to people but back then when you hustling and you know they got hundred dollar shoes and you buying these shoes and then she's going to go grab a knife and she's slicing my shit up that's a no-go bro it was like it's a no-go so i'm like, like you know I actually, me and my mom kind of got, I ain't hit her or nothing, but I did grab her. Uh, lift up, you know, I, you know, trying to get the knife from her. She ended up dropping a knife. Uh, so I ran and grabbed that knife and then ran upstairs to the kitchen because she was like, I this, I'm going to go get another one. Blah, blah, blah. So I ran upstairs I kind of like pushed her out the way, I can't lie, and ran upstairs and grabbed the rest of the knives. And then I, that same day, I had pushed over like, she had like a shelf with knickknacks and shit. Uh, I grabbed the whole shelf through it, bust, broke the front window of the house. Uh, it 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 was crazy, so I I was reckless. Yeah, Uh, so she called the police, but she told them I had the knife. Uh, Mm -hmm. then I pulled out the knife. She had warned, so we both ended up going to jail. uh, (laughs) Okay, okay, Okay. yeah, we had had you on with me. Told you guys not take the cop, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We both went to jail. That was my first time doing time, like doing. Actually, having to stay in jail. You know what I mean? Like, how long? How long? I just stayed a weekend. It was just a weekend. I ended up getting bonded out by my ex girlfriend. She actually died in a car crash, too. It was crazy. Mexican girl. Her name was Kendall Trevino. Uh, rest in peace. Yeah. yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, Kendall uh, ended up bonding me out and her family uh, on a Sunday. But what was crazy is, is, in jail, it was like, it was straight outside of like the. Having to ask for everything, right? I didn't like jail because you had to ask for soap. You had to ask for toilet paper.
1: Well, you don't like you don't like authority, period. I don't like authority, and yeah. you disrespect authority even if it's not even necessarily uh, yes. like you do it all the time, and I know it first. I know it <laughs> first.
2: I see, know it first thing. Is that I yeah, I always had an issue with it and it was because of how I grew up, I guess. So yeah, bro. Like so, in jail though, it was like, bro, oh nigga, what you? Oh, you been in here? Oh, yeah, bro, I been in here the whole time. Like, damn, nigga, I ain't saw you in forever. Yeah, bro, they locked me up. You know, I was like, so it was a bunch of niggas that I just didn't see for a while. And then other niggas were like, oh, you a uh, nail, homie. One of my boys, nail, he's still in the street. Uh, You this homie? I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, so, and they used to call me, Uh, I was kind of, I played football and shit, so I was a little cocky. They called me Lil Incredible Hulk. They called me Lil Hulk.
1: So uh, like, hey, I would never I would never call you that. <laughs> They, they call me Lil' Hulk, bro. That's what they call him. Lil Hulk. Uh, like, you look, low, low, low. That's <laughs> low.
2: That's, So they showed me a lot of love, bro. They used to wake me up for breakfast and shit. Like, I was only in there for a couple days. But, you know, when breakfast came, they woke me up. You know, I was you sleep a lot in jail. You get in there, you just lay down. Because there ain't shit to do. But them boys used to, like, it was crazy. So it was just in there. It wasn't too bad. But I just don't like having to ask for every scene. Dang, bro, and then they used to. The food was trash. Was nothing to a dudes, and I love females. So it was like, and then I am a little dude, and I saw some people fighting shit. So it was like, you know, uh, a lot of fights and shit. So it was like, I was cool, uh, I was solid, but at the same time, I was like, if I stay in this, if in this type of environment, bro, you're gonna have to do something bad, bro. At some point, I'm gonna have to hurt somebody, like serious. But age, what age is this? I was seven. I had just turned seventeen. I just okay. in. It was like three. This happened on July 13, 20, uh July 13, thousand and seven. I want to say two thousand and three. Two thousand and three. Two thousand and three. It was a year I got, before I graduated. I got a question for you. What you said, for
0: did, did Did you have a good lawyer? Um, looking back today, if that happened to you, could you get yourself off? Hell yeah, I would have got
2: that case dismissed. <laughs> I actually became a lawyer because it was presented to me by my public defender. I had two options. I could mm. do. Two years, uh, a year in jail, or I could do two years probation. And I was like, man, I have to spend that weekend in that motherfucker? A year like that? Like, no, sir, I can't do a year. I'm like, I can't do that. I'm like, give me probation. I was like, give me probation. Uh, and that charge follows me, you know, till today. Uh, so it was like, you know, it, I realized that, you know, weak lawyers make people plea out all the time. And that case like really affected me. At that time it was a misdemeanor. Uh, but now that's a felony in Illinois. But at that time it was a misdemeanor. So I'm like, man, this is a misdemeanor, everybody like misdemeanor ain't gonna do shit, blah, blah, blah. So I ended up taking it, but you know, it really hurt me. So uh, at that point, from that point, I mean I still hustled, still did my thing. Me and my mom, we did get into it and whatnot. But I ended up going to college, I filled out one college application. Got accepted in that one college. I almost got kicked out of that college three times.
0: Uh, I actually had a letter
2: expulsion on the desk of the dean at one point, but because I was small, I looked nerdy. I always wore glasses. I didn't never like contacts. Uh, and I was always smart. I always had good grades. And that was because of my stepfather, right? You know, I'm beating my ass when I came with less than a B. So I always stayed on my grade. So I was always like an A, B student. So I flipped it around. Like I chased this dude through the campus with a golf club. I was ramming his car and shit. Uh, Trying to get is, him out. Is, is
1: this, a, um, this a, a white campus?
2: It was a PWI. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Because I when you said you had your, your glasses on, I was like, okay, what does that mean? But okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Predominantly white uh, cop. Roger's son that he was chasing.
2: He said Yes. And then they came
3: into my house. Oh, you this? All right.
0: You I mean, what school was it? I mean, uh Saint Xavier University. Okay, no problem. Yeah, on
2: 103rd and Cicero in Chicago. Mm-hmm. uh So yeah, so uh we ended up doing that. Another time, we almost got kicked out because this cat came to campus after he had just shot some, shot at some people out in Chicago. We didn't know he did that, but he brought the pistol. He what well, we did? He actually did say it. We was like, "Nigga, you lying? You the whole pistol?" And it was hot and shit. And so it was like, "He well, was shoot this motherfucker." So anyway, he was in a room uh and we ended up getting into it like my roommate this nigga name was wyman man wyman like a nigga named wyman was just the most thugged out nigga ever like this nigga was an extreme thug i'm like bro <laughs> and i ended up being his roommate i'm like nigga why are you in college he was like one of those real chicago niggas i don't mm-hmm. give a fuck bro i don't give like always trying to fight so he ended up fighting this nigga they ended up jumping him then other guys came to the campus, and oh boy, uh, had his gun in our room. And I used to sell weed still in college at that time. So I had like, I only had a couple ounces in my drawer at that point. Uh, and we had, we just, we had smoking a bunch of weed that day. But uh, police ended up, they uh, coming because they, the guys, they came off campus and they broke the whole front, entire front window of the dorm, they threw a brick at us. So like you know, in the entryway doors is mm-hmm. like a glass thing, and they broke the entire fucking glass. So police came, university responded, searched our room. They found a gun. They found weed on my drawers. But me being me, I me mean, smart, I was like, it was that nigga with the gun shit. He must have stashed it in our room. <laughs> in our room, I was like, he was in our. We left him in the room a little while. Uh, you know, I'm like, we know, he had a gun and blah, blah, blah. So we put it all on him. So I ended up staying after that. But then the other incident, when I chased (laughs) dude around the campus and shit, they ended up about to expel me for that. But, uh, so I decided to go to HBCU. I was like, I'm gonna get out of here. Uh, one of my homeboys is going to Lincoln University of Missouri. And I was like, you know what, man, I'm gonna get out of this white shit, bro. Uh, there's another school. I'm gonna go out here with y'all. It was lit. But then I went all the way out there. Trouble found me again. I was kicking in with this nigga named, whose dude man. Pat, Fat Pat, what we called him, Fat Pat. He was a local Jefferson City nigga, Jefferson City, Missouri. It was Lincoln University, Missouri. And this nigga was also, you know, street nigga, had drugs and dope and shit. And so we used to kick it. And that nigga ended up getting into, like, fights and shit with him and stuff. And my family was, like, and it had got to a point where, like, the, the catch were, it was, like, it was crazy. I, I, I was calling my cousins from Illinois, like, and they used to always look out for me. I was like, cuz, man, I need y'all to come out here. They was like, bro, you bring your ass back to Illinois. Like, well, we can help you. So I ended up coming back to Illinois and went to Western Illinois University in Missouri. That's why I ended up, gra- uh, Western Illinois University, I'm sorry. Uh, and, uh, and that's why I ended up graduating there. I almost got kicked out like four or five times. I actually graduated on probation with the vice president. I used to have meetings. I had to have meetings my last year every month with the vice president in the school. <laughs> So, and I had to give them updates on my grades. I had to have been in trouble because I had got caught with weed multiple times out there. Uh, a couple of de- uh, domestic battery incidences, actually, with females and shit. I, I didn't necessarily hit them, but I did, you know, was being disrespectful. Did grab them and shit, like arm type shit, but I... Well, uh one girl like threw my fucking okay. my Outline the face, man. Just put
3: your hands around their face and just bitch out, You know what I'm saying? Well <laughs> oh, Kevin Hart told you. you get... Well, that was before, you know. He he explained that afterwards. You you
2: weren't ready. Yeah, So I got just uh you know shit there. I mean, it was other stuff that happened in that in the backdrop. You know, I I did have uh
1: low. Oh, I'm gonna tell you this, Lo. You got a um, a, um, an extremely crazy story that a lot of people might not understand until they see the end of it, right? And so, I'd like to see the other side of it. So Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk more about that now because we we came
3: from the dark into the light.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead, Book. What you
3: I came from the dark into the light.
1: You know. Yeah, but you see the dark. You know what I'm saying? Click the light on.
2: Yeah, so what happened uh, is in college, bro, I got arrested once and I was in jail for two weeks. Uh, and it was in like the newspaper and everything, the college newspaper. It was for weed. I had got caught with a bunch of weed. Uh, and they had called me with like creatine and shit. So they was questioning what it was and all of that stuff, so... uh That was your secret, huh, I'm a Little Hulk? Okay. <laughs> 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 Tell him on yourself. Nigga wasn't really
3: strong like that. Nigga took supplements. <laughs> Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You see my handle, 275. Oh, <laughs> you
1: know
3: what I'm saying? i with y'all. Oh, That's what it was.
2: I got That's that, was. that John Q. Hot. <sighs> oh, I actually I got oh. dramatic, uh, by the time I my ACL at the end of uh, college, uh high school. I used to play mm-hmm. football, I told my ACL and shit. And then after that, you know, I actually stopped playing football to sell dope and shit, it was great. But anyway, so in uh, undergrad, when I got locked up for those two weeks, when I got out, it was like, I was already in trouble. I had already been on like, it wasn't probation at that point. I, I had just gotten in, I think I was like on a think yeah, I was on probation. Cause that's why I started having to meet with the vice president after that. But uh, at that point, when I got out, I'm like, man, I gotta do something to change my fucking reputation, bro. Like, this shit is bad. Like, everybody know me for bad. So I ended up joining Sigma. I ended up pledging. I had never been a frat dude. Said I was never going to be a frat dude. I didn't like frat niggas. I didn't like no frats. I just, I just didn't like them. But I sold weed to the whole Sigma house. All those niggas smoked. Uh, I used to sell weed to Alphas and Kappas and shit, too. Uh, but, and then some of the dudes I knew from the streets, they were similar. So the Sigmas in Illinois was a lot more thugged out. So they was just like some thug-ass niggas. But they was like uh, frat boys. So... I was like, you know what, man? I'm gonna join a fucking frat. I'm gonna join one of these. It'll help my reputation. Uh I joined Sigma. And but what happened is they started making me dress up. I had to, you know, learn how to tie ties. I had to go to community service events. I had to uh you know, it was it was crazy. Like I had to do philanthropy. So yeah. it started to you know open my eyes up to different stuff. I ended up yeah. getting caught up a couple more times. Uh a couple more times I got in trouble, and then even I did- ha- even afterwards.
1: Even after you um end up pledging?
2: Yeah, I got caught I got caught up like once
1: after. Okay. okay. Well oh, okay, I get it. Um, but I thought actually uh, you know, joining an organization like that it'll kinda push you towards uh like a straighter path. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, but I was wow. So it was like <laughs> doing
2: pledging, bro. Like it was one part during pledging when you don't get- you don't gotta say. It. You don't I, gotta say it. I, about, I just. Long story short, I was um, about to get up. I told them niggas y'all, if y'all in here when I come back, I'm shooting you niggas. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I, yeah. So- I'm telling you, like, bro, like, bro, that's so funny. Nah, I, I have at least like three partners that said the same shit. They said, "Hey, if I come back, I'm shooting niggas." <laughs> or and even niggas saying they were gonna shoot niggas because it's the things that they were having to go through or whatever. Yeah, it, it was... The process, it was the, process. the process.
2: The process was crazy. It was brutal. Uh, But yeah. I, it, it was crazy. But my mm-hmm. grandfather was a Mason. He was like, you can't deal with this shit. You my dad know. is just- Yeah, He was like, you can't yeah. do a fat. you can't become a Mason. So I was trying to stick it out. But yeah, mm-hmm. so after that shit, bro, like, I shot up the Alpha House once. <laughs> that was crazy. Now,
1: come on, man. Stop... Stop! You 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 saying too much. Yeah, that was bad,
2: bro. I mean, that shit ain't <laughs> a problem. nah. But the Alpha House, uh-huh.
1: I was reckless. I was reckless.
0: So you yeah. shot up the whole Alpha House, God. No,
1: yeah. <laughs> he didn't do that. He didn't mean to say that. Even, Even as a friend, he knows yeah. who did it. He knows, yeah. he knows who's getting. Who's getting. <laughs> who did it. can get them off. <laughs> but they started to, uh
2: what happened is just like being around those people in those environments and having people sit me down and talk to me and tell me, you know, kind of like, I guess, mentoring me in a way, you know what I mean? Cool. And telling me like, you know, you want to do this? And then I started getting the action of what you want to do. And I was like, I want to be a lawyer. I remember when the first person was like, man, you even know about the LSAT and all that. And I'm like, man, what the fuck are you talking about? And I got mad because I felt like they was coming at me, but in the end they were really trying to prepare me to help me become a lawyer. So, uh, I ended up actually getting jammed up one you time. Said,
1: you said, that like, I'm going I'm to just get you off no matter what. I'm a lawyer, so. so
2: <laughs> now, you know? I said like to, to become a lawyer, you got to take the LSAT, right? To go into, uh, not to become a lawyer, but to get to law school, become a law okay. school. You okay. take hard to become an attorney. But I mean, I didn't have the money to do it or nothing. So I ended up getting one, after I graduated college, I mean, I was on straight and narrow for a while, graduated college, uh, but I found myself back in the streets. So I had to, you know, like, because it was nothing back at home, so I started selling and hustling again. Didn't I ended up jammed up. I had a cousin in the car with me. And this cousin, this is really when everything went different. Uh, I love him to death. I love him forever. Uh, he took a felony for me He, they, they found all the weed in the car. He was in the car. He told me, like, bro. He was like, cuz, man. I'm like, cuz, man. I'm like, bro, I'm going to jail, jail. this time. He was like, cuz, what? I'm like, nigga, I'm going. Jail. Yeah. I was like, bro, last time I got in trouble, the judge told me if I get in trouble again, I'm going to, like I'm going to the penitentiary nigga for at least a few years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I have my bachelor's degree and everything. This is in 2010. No, this is uh this is in 2009. This is in 2009. I graduated in 2009. It was a few months after graduation. Uh actually it was in late on Labor Day weekend. So uh that's September. So cuz is in the car. He was like, cuz I want to be. Uh, he was like, cuz, can you bomb me out? And I'm like, nigga, what? He's like, cuz, if I take this charge, if I go to jail, nigga, you gonna bomb me out? I'm like, yeah, I got like five Gs or so. He was like, I got you. No, uh, yeah, I, I got about five bands or so. I, I got you. I'm like, is around that ring. He was like, cuz, tell him that shit, mine. I was like, what? He was like, I want to be the Muff. He was like, I want to like, be a muff uh He was like, uh, writing a Muff-T for the Blackstones, which means that he gave out literature to all the soldiers. So he give him all, you know, all the knowledge for the gang, you know, let them know uh, symbols, shit like that. What it means, you know, overall origins, history, shit like that. And he was like, I want to be a general. He was like, you know, I want to, you know, for the Blackstones, nigga. He was like, so but if you, he was like, cause you can't, you can't fuck around no more. You got to go to school. He was like, I mean, you got to not go to school. He was like, cause you, you say you want to be a lawyer, bro. You got to really do this shit. He was like, you can't get in trouble no more cause. And I was like, shit, bad. You know, he was like, shit, just tell him it's mine. So we ran with that story. Uh, officers kept asking me, did I know anything? And I was like, nah, he put his bags in my car, you know, it's holiday weekend, you know, my sister's in the car, too, my two baby sisters. Uh, and I'm like, nah, man. And they was asking me a bunch of questions about my cousin and his tattoos and shit. What did tattoos, man? Was he, did we know about Four Corner Hustlers and all this shit, which is another street gang in Chicago? Uh, and I was like, man, whatever. So cuz ended up taking a charge and from then on out, like I became my family won't fucking with me no more. I had a cousin who did like a whole decade in jail, just about on and off. Uh, he was a street nigga, he owned a barbershop at that point, but he told me, "It's was like, cuz, I used to, used to cut my hair. He was like, I'm gonna tell you what cuz, if you don't go to law school, uh, you don't become a lawyer, nigga, you better not come back in my shop. So they, so they,
1: so you got kicked out. They kicked yeah. you out of Chicago. They kicked you out of Chicago. That's how you ended up here in Houston. They maced you, okay. Yeah, they, basically, they basically
2: told me if you don't become something with myself, I don't do something then it's never going to be forgiven what I did. Because mm-hmm. i somebody's life. You know what I mean? So. Let me check yeah. this out. Though.
3: I ain't going to cut you, but check this out. So this is, we've been recording for so many years, live video. You know how a nigga is really in tune and enjoying what it is that you're saying? <laughs> they be this close to the goddamn camera. Look at <laughs> Oh motherfucker, the- real close. That boy see- like he don't know your story. He heard it before. Yeah, he heard details
2: like this. He ain't heard the details like this. He details like this. <laughs> oh, he
3: ain't heard the intimates. Okay. okay. That nah. boy cody been nose and mouth all in the camera for about the last 10. He gonna see it on the plate. He might want to slide back raise it up a little bit. You
2: know what I'm
1: saying?
2: <laughs> My bad. I'm long-winded, bro. I ain't taking a lot of time to tell us,
1: But it's a lot, man. No, 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 man.
2: People need to know. People yeah, need to know.
1: Too man. Yeah. 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 But what, what you do, what you're doing now?
3: Yeah, I'm a lawyer
2: now. So, you know, now I'm practicing. Now I'm saving lives and doing all the things that, uh, you know, I swore that I would do uh, in a in a way in more. So it was, you know, after that, like after my cousin took that, uh, it was just, I looked at life differently, bro. Cause I'm a small dude, man. And I always said that it's like, I go to jail I have to kill somebody, bro. It's going to be like, <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, that's the only way. That was already in my mind. I had already seen it in my mind. It was like, bro, if I got a job I'm killing nigga, is it gonna be that simple? Cause I ain't gonna let nobody take advantage of me. Ain't nobody right <laughs> me and do do no dumb shit like that.
1: So, like,
2: <laughs> oh, you little Hulk, huh? I nigga give me, give <laughs> <laughs> them Lucky Charms, nigga.
1: You know, I, mean? <laughs> I was going for that, bro. So it was just like, oh, man, it that's a lot. Yeah. I man. Was I, w- I wanted, um, I wanted my partners to actually, uh, actually, uh, get a chance to actually have a conversation with you, or at least hear your story, you know, and and we can have conversations, uh, later, just to where we have com- uh, questions, I guess, because I, I don't I don't think we want to extend this too longer than what it needs to be extended, but um, yeah, man, appreciate you. Uh, being on
0: here wait hold on hold up i got i gotta talk to him a couple things I, I know book oh, yeah yeah oh i you know gotta, i know you book gotta go got room man. To
1: you
0: got room to i know i know book gotta go real quick um yeah. so book man go and do your thing man we appreciate you for getting on here man i got yeah, five yeah you got five minutes okay i mean we, i, we might, I, I might could stretch it to seven you know and niggas came on time
3: uh, uh, <laughs> <niggas> <laughs> <just> came <laughs> on
2: time <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
3: but, but I, ain't gonna lie. Lie. I ain't gonna lie, low, low, low served me well because, like, one of the questions I would have asked him, he unveiled in the whole, you know, what I'm saying, unraveling of his, um, you know, his life story, his trajectory from start to end. So I don't have to ask that as far as like why you became, you know, uh, what lead, what led you to become, you know, a lawyer or took you down this path of professionalism. You see know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to ask that. He told you why. You
0: know what I'm saying? So that saved us some time there, but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Now, I, I, I wanted to, I, wanted, I just want to talk about, um, I, yeah. like I said, I was looking at your Instagram, um, the T-H-A underscore counsel with a K, um, mm-hmm. and Brad got a segment, um, 60 Second Law, Law in 60 Seconds, mm-hmm. um, and I thought those was real good, real helpful um to break that down in a simple fashion so somebody just like me i don't know that shit i ain't studied that but somebody like me i can sit up there and listen to you be like damn okay that's some knowledge i ain't know um so i, I really want to drive everybody to your page you know talking about to check that kind of stuff out as mm-hmm. well as what gave you that um just that that mindset to like yo let me break down some stuff for the people man just so they can know what's going on some laws and code and shit like that yeah, you know what? Two Multiple things, bro, but the main two things was this. I had a professor in law school
2: who told me, if you truly understand the subject, you should be able to break it down in 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. And he told me that, he was like, you know, you can't give them everything, but you should be able to break the, the concept down within 60 seconds to explain it to another person. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's kind of a challenge to myself to see if I truly know the concepts. But second, bro, like we need to know some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I used to be in Harvey or in Chicago, man, and we'd just be posted up outside. The next thing you know, you on a fucking police car, your money all on the car, your contents in your pocket all out. You know what I mean? And you didn't do nothing. It's like, why is this happening? You know what I mean? And why, you know, this don't seem right. And then when I went to law school, I learned that that's illegal searches and seizures right there. That they are not supposed to do that. They had no probable cause. They had no reason, reasonable suspicion. They should not have done that. But they do that to us and community, our communities every day. People getting felony charges and ruining their lives just simply from being outside. And that's not right because white boys be on the corner and they're not doing that to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, so for me, it's just like trying to if I, I have this knowledge and everybody had a lot of people want to know certain things. So I just try to break it down and put it out to, to people for things that I think are relevant to others, you know. So, you know, or things that I think people need to know. So that's pretty much what
3: happened.
2: Yeah, and I mean, in that right there, you mentioned the community. So,
3: obviously, we're talking about our community, the Black community. Um, one question that I did have is, how have they received you? Because, you know, sometimes we are a stubborn culture, you know what I mean? Like, we're not easily swayed to, you know, invest in people who have our best interests in mind that are just like us. So, can you talk about, have you, you know what I mean, how...
0: You How that's there, right? see him be like? now nah, I'm gonna go get this white man. He gonna get me off. <laughs> yeah, but, you know what yeah. I'm saying. Like, nah, yeah.
3: your hair not slick enough. Yeah. I like the blonde hair, blue eye guy. Mm-hmm. He just sharp though. He yeah, he's sharp. <laughs> but you know, just kind of talk about that. You know, because um, I would think that obviously you're. Well, I'm not gonna limit your your clientele to just us, but um, I think if you know you're geared towards changing things for us then that would be the majority of you know what I mean
2: Mm -hmm. who it is that you represent majority of my clients are black and Hispanic unfortunately a lot of black people have kind of decided to go with the white lawyers instead of me or I have heard that black lawyers are not as good as white lawyers and black lawyers are a joke and I have uh been told that you know they feel more comfortable with a white boy because the judge is white and and things of that nature, so it's unfortunate, man, and what I have realized, and is, I'm not racist, And well, not, I'm not racist, I'm not prejudiced, but I am for the culture, right, and I am big about the culture, and what I have realized is that a lot of these white boys that they swear are good are not really good, they just white, and they said a couple of things that sounded good, or were right, and they just, they blow up, bro, and, and it's crazy, and I say this shit to white lawyers all the time, it's like, man, y'all got it really easy, bro, like, y'all could just Y'all get every client, white people come to you, black people come to you. And unfortunately, black people think white is right. A lot of times, man, it's, mm-hmm. it's like a lot of black people support white culture over us and believe that the white people know more than us. I, I mean, it's been, since this whole, you know, uh, by black movement and, you know, us being more aware, it has been turning, uh, you know, some people come to me just because I am a black lawyer now, which is dope. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's still a lot of people who don't. And I don't, I get some white clients. I, do got, I, got, a, I got a decent amount of white clients. I, I have worked with a decent amount of white people. I don't know what it is about me, maybe because I'm light-skinned, what it is. I don't know, with a nerd, you know, maybe what it is. <laughs> but uh, I have gotten some, but at the same time, it's not many. Uh, most of them are usually either progressive or trailer park trashes. Although I had one white boy who I found out he was running with the Nazis in jail. I came out oh, from a deposition, but he told me, like, he was like, man, you know, in jail, it's all about gangs, and you got to pick that type of stuff, you know, it's all about gangs, so, I mean, I had to run with the white people, you know, I'm white, and, you know, he's like, but I'm not racist like that, but he had a swastika tattooed on him, I found out doing the depositions. That name, you racist. Right, you racist, you got a swastika <laughs> on you, but, yeah, so, there you go, man, so, I, I, I it's, it's hurt and helped. But luckily, you know, I just kind of focus on results and keep going and just say, you know, I'm not gonna let nothing limit me. I'm just gonna continue to, to push forward. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. what I'm gonna say, man. Yo, it's it's inspiring, man. Um, I keep on referencing your Instagram. You had you had another um black lady lawyer that's on there, with you. I, I didn't catch her name. Um, but we I see got- her she's in a couple of pictures with you, you know what I'm saying? That kind of stuff is inspiring to me. I love seeing us get into spaces that you know, we're gonna need help in because this it's set up against us. So we know we could turn to somebody that got, got our back. I see um you closing investment properties and stuff like that on your Instagram. I see you getting people big bags. I saw you got somebody four I'm okay. like, God, yo, that boy getting that boy getting them to the paper. I need to hit somebody tomorrow and to call D'Angelo. You know what I'm talking about?
3: Nah, he said, you hit them, yeah. they
0: hit yeah. you. I get both you paid. I said, here's a yeah, magician. <laughs> All right. Hey. But nah, know. man, I, I, I can see imagine, why. Bro. When Cody sent me your information, I know I can see why he wanted, he thought it was important for you to come on here and, and tell your story and stuff, man. I just want to I tell, know, tell I you, I appreciate you out. and I salute you, man. You know what I'm saying? Keep that shit up, man. We appreciate well, you. You're, you're a good beacon. Uh, that boy was BD. With the Vice Lord, then went the <laughs> to Alpha you know <laughs> But yeah, it, it's it's a man, they shot up the Alpha House and everything. You man, you, you ain't got a uh, nobody got a different a better story than that shit. That not be the movie. You see, I ain't say I, I was just chilling, like man, you he keep on going. Cody had to stop you. I'm like, man, keep on going, you know. I'm gonna
2: write a book People tell me I need to write a book, bro, or something, but that shit is
0: Definitely, man. Then put that shit on Audible. So, you know what I'm talking about? I can ride around and listen to that shit, you know what I'm saying, in the car. Um, but, damn, thank you for spending your time with us, man. We appreciate it for sure, man. Yeah, for uh, sure, so, bro. Yo, yeah, anything, you, all, you, want, brother, anything you want to tell the people before we get up out here, man? Uh, man, no, nah, man, I just say be great,
2: man. Stay focused, you know. Uh, look out for each other. We need each other. And make sure that when you're looking at your brother, man, try not to look at your brother with contempt in your heart, man. I think that's something that's real big is that we don't show each other enough love and uh, we kind of look at each other as competition as opposed to, uh, you know, teammates. You know, we all trying to make the culture better, man. So, and, you know. I'm saying that,
3: you, you got Cody's personal number, right? Because y'all homies, y'all, y'all good. You mm-hmm. home and text that to this nigga, okay? Let him know there is no competition when it comes to this battle rap shit, brother. <laughs> oh, I love him. You know what I'm saying? He can be on my team. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. can be like the Rockers. You know what I'm saying? A high five, you get in there, whoop some ass, man. You know what I'm saying? That's just it. You know what I'm saying? I'm big brother. I'm big brother. You little brother. You get your ass whooped, you got to come get me, man. I got you covered.
0: That's- I, I don't know what's what what going on, man, but they got this go- ongoing battle rap thing. That been There's no man. ongoing, bro. It's 1-0. So low Low
1: Lo- Lo knows I can rap.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I see.
3: But you don't rap as well as me And that was hey, my first man. time
1: rapping And you hey, lost
3: what that say about you I love you man Look man G, look, look. Lo just told us man Love thy brother Not thyself I'm trying to give you love bro Come on man stop the foolishness Stop the foolishness man Stop the foolishness This nigga always negative man I'm telling you now bro It's just so goddamn negative, man. You bring the positive brother on the damn show. You just, oh, sour ass, nigga. Hey, man, I appreciate you for real, bro. I was a little skeptical because I'm like, Cody don't have a great track record up in this place. All right, so when he was like, I got somebody. I was like, man. Who he got? Who? (laughs) Oh, man. But I, I I, I fuck with you, man. Take Cody back. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. Hey,
3: man that is all, uh, I appreciate. It. No, no, this was really dope, man. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I enjoyed it myself sitting yeah. here, even interacting, like just hearing what it was that you went through. Everything, man. Like, most definitely, most
0: definitely. Yeah. Later date, man. I think we need a part two or something, man. Because this, yeah, it's, I know yeah, it's more guy. stuff you can get into, man. Say, like I'll I'll say, man. Later. I said, I definitely appreciate the time that you spent, man. Yeah. Um, Cole, do you got anything you want to tell the people before we get up out here, man?
1: Uh, not too much, man. I, I appreciate my bro getting on. Um, just wanted y'all to see, you know, what I saw. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I think that's, um, a great, uh, value to the podcast, just to show, you know, that dynamic and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, to elevate you as well, uh, low. um, just to put that out there on our uh, networks and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So we can keep on moving, man. You're going to sky, sky limit, bro. You're going to you're going to keep on moving on. You already know that you're doing it on your own, but you shouldn't have to do it on your own. You got people like us that's willing to bring you on the podcast type stuff and keep on moving it through our network and things like that nature. And So whenever you keep on uh, moving up the ladder, you know, you know who needs to holler at us and listen to us at the Man's View podcast, because, you know, it's a cool place to sit down, chill, have a good time type deal. You know how it is. That's how we so, we normally kick it, you know what I'm saying? If we get together uh, as the brothers, you know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. brothers, for having me,
2: man. And keep the podcast going, man. I really do uh, like what y'all got going, man. Three black men out here, you know, making sure we get heard. And so, I mean, it's appreciated, bro.
1: All
2: right, uh, follow me on Instagram at the council, T H uh, A underscore K O N U S E L. I think I just spelled that right K O U N S E
0: L. Hey. <laughs> hey,
1: make sure it's right. Come on, come on. Man, sure I'm gonna right. put
0: it up there, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Thank you, man. We appreciate you. Like I said, you got me feeling good. I might go slap somebody tomorrow. I could just call D'Angelo. He gonna get me. No. to out. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, uh, the that yes.
2: you slap. Them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, slap, slap. Let,
0: let me do the talk. I got you. I got you. Now, I hey, got man, you. How many times you slap? If you slap them
3: all hey. three, then it's
0: a assault. But if you slap
3: <laughs> twice. <laughs> okay, you say you say brother. I got that. I got you, man.
0: <laughs> but yo, thank y'all, for, thank y'all for tuning in, man. This been the MVP, man. We are gonna holler at y'all next week. Peace. Jeez. I didn't mean to throw that up. It, that's, I'm safe, bro. Right? Yeah. Right. No, no I
3: didn't do that. I don't know what you did. Pray for me. Pray for book. Do everything I can, man.